0: Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield, a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades. I am a, a different sounding Chad Jarvis, <laughs> and I am joined, I can almost say this, as always, when
1: I'm in charge, uh, Mr. Robert Kitts. And Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, well. Uh, I can hear it already, first sentence in your voice. It's like, oof, it's going um, <laughs> but good to be here, uh, you know, help fill in part two, you know, but it's a win this time. Let, let's put the record straight folks. It's not every podcast I do United have lost. We have a win. I'm here to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, uh,
0: it was good, uh, this weekend. It it was a, a, a very good win this weekend and one to, you know, ride off into, the international break on a high, albeit, you know, the Rotherham game was kind of the one where you wanted the max points and then Cardiff as well to take max points to be top of the league heading into the World Cup break. But I mean, all in all, it's not a bad it's not a bad way to end the international break. I mean, as so many people were clamoring for and me and you were doing the same thing. Uh we needed the international break to get everybody back and hopefully as close to healthy as possible as as we can when we start the the second half
1: of the season in what twenty five days or so something yeah. like that almost almost a month uh, yeah December tenth against Huddersfield yeah but it's- absolutely need this break it feels like all all of our last games it seemed like we've had a different player go down with a different injury. And while we were kind of on the rise as far as squad numbers and getting players back from injury for a bit there, uh, we've gone right back down to not being in good form. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Ha- happy that folks are you know, going to get some time off. Uh, McBurney's already had the, the hernia surgery, um, and hopefully whatever ankle issue is going on as well, hopefully that gets taken care of. Uh, but we need this break. Um, luckily, only in Jai. Uh, and Adam Davies are playing in World Cup matches, and everybody else is, you know, hopefully low key friendlies if they are playing at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is the one good thing is we don't have too many internationals out on international duty, and Davies probably won't get any playing
1: time anyway. That's yeah, maybe a few minutes here or there if they're like really losing, you know, no points so far and going into the last game. Yeah, I mean, I could see him starting the last group
0: game, but. Besides that, I mean, and die, I I honestly haven't looked at Senegal's run. You know, can they make it to the knockout stage? Is this a one and done in there? Loading up, and he's coming back when, when the our season's supposed to start back up. So, hopefully, he doesn't. He's the key injury. We don't need that to happen. Yep. we don't need any injuries with him because if that happens. We
1: are gonna be in some serious <laughs> hot water. Oof, don't don't even let's not even tempt fate. Let's not <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Yeah. Say go have a fun World Cup and Jai. We'll see you yeah. at Huddersfield. <laughs> Maybe one game later, if uh Senegal makes it out of the, the group stage for a game or two. But yeah.
0: It was one of those games, Cardiff, where I alluded to, and for you guys that are listening and d- don't know that usually me and Noah do the, the watch longs for the chef United way. And so we were all set Saturday morning to, to bring you the live stream and I jump on and I'm getting everything sorted. And Noah has computer issues and has to bail out on me. So I'm a one man band for, I don't know, better part of 45 minutes until (laughs) captain Casa comes and bails me out. (laughs) I mean, all credit to you, because I was like, man, I'm going to have to be be by myself for two and a half hours commentating to basically just chat row <laughs> and kind of interacting with them. And then it's like, it's hard to just talk to yourself. And then when you got on, we interacted and we had uh, we had a good back and forth and we were able to see the
1: rest of the game out. So I much
0: appreciation
1: goes to Captain Costa. Yeah, yeah, no no worries. I I woke up uh behind the curtain peek here. Uh woke up to a text from Chad. Hey, can you do the match? And I'm like I gave myself barely enough time to make breakfast and eat it as the game was starting. So I was like, "Hey, apologies. I'm I'm like picking up bagels right now. I'm going to drink my coffee, like chug it down and then bam we were into there uh, almost like right on cue with uh jack robinson having to be subbed for kieran clark you know i had to come yeah. in off the bench so we yeah. made that joke uh once during the watch along i'll make it again here yeah. um oh yeah for sure
0: but i mean the yeah this this game against cardiff leading up to it i had said you know based on our lineup there was no ahmed hadzic we didn't there was no mcburney even though he he said in the pre-match press conference he was fit he couldn't wait to play all the R blaster made his first start so there was no Tommy Doyle I mean it was just like almost like a patchwork 11 and I was like there's no way we get anything more than probably a nil nil draw and if you had to favor one side I'd favor Cardiff to get you know a a goal and, and take all three points but you know as everybody probably already knows, unless you're living under a rock, we did end up taking the three points. But, yeah, what were your thoughts le- seeing that lineup leading into
1: the match? Yeah, it was it was certainly a, a degraded lineup. Uh, I've heard it likened to our, our Stoke City game, where it's like whoever's healthy, get on the pitch and go play some, some football. Uh, but, yeah, having our blaster out there, I, I think, honestly, he did not look that bad. But he's a youth player who not more than like two or three years ago, didn't even have like any kind of professional contract or like, you know, scholarship contract. I'm not exactly sure how the the youth system works in England, but he wasn't at that level yet. And now, you know, he's starting for the first team, uh, you know, full, uh, debut at a championship level match and held his own, honestly. So, uh, it looks good, but the rest of the team, I mean, it's a pretty similar, uh, lineup that we've seen recently having Osborne in the midfield, I think is good. We all agreed that he played better in the midfield against Burnley. Um, and really the big miss was, uh, having, uh, you know, Tommy Doyle, who we haven't had for a few games and missing McBurney up top. And I think that yeah. kind of showed, uh, throughout the first half today of not having him, but in the end, I think the team performed well enough to 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 get the win and did need uh, you know some assistance at halftime which we'll get on to but um definitely was expecting a draw I, and I would have went with a nil nil if uh given a prediction pre-match
0: yeah yeah so let's let's get into this one and the first the first attempt would come to the former blade Callum Robinson a right-footed shot from outside of the box is high and wide to the right I saw his name on the team sheet and I was like, there's where the goal comes from. Callum Robinson on the on the, the Cardiff starting eleven. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I was like, this
1: dude's gonna bag a goal, if not two, and we're gonna be like, oh, why did we get rid of him? Yeah, and he had so many opportunities as well. Like he yeah. probably until the very end of the match when Ojo was hitting him left, right, and center. Uh, you know, Callum Robinson seemed to have the most chances for Cardiff. Uh so definitely looks likely to score um you know the the accuracy not quite there throughout the match so I, I thank Callum for not having that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under control yeah. but uh the shots were coming uh and it definitely started early and often within that first half
0: yeah it was it was more of a he was almost like a more of a first half player and then he kind of tapered off in the second half and you didn't really hear much from him in the second half which was good and you gotta credit that to United's you know, defense. So, I mean, the first big moment for the Blades, and it's not a good one, is 14th minute Jackie Longthrow comes off and Kieran Clark comes on. It looks like another hamstring, eh, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean, it's another injury. He's on the injury table, so now he's going to probably be out for – hopefully we have him back for the restart. But, yeah, I mean, that's a tough That – that is a tough, tough – blow for us man because that's another
1: defender down yep and and luckily for us kieran clark has been healthy for a few matches kind of sitting on the bench probably involved in training quite a bit um so we had that ready-made replacement there on the left hand side of the defense to go in for jack robinson but honestly if anybody else had gone down that early like we'd have been screwed so um you know i want to say at least like a little thanks that it was somebody that we had a proper sub for, um, but yeah, he, you know, Robinson's yeah. been getting better. The long throws were super effective against Burnley. Yes. He's had some mistakes. Um, so maybe, you know, a little bit of time back off, you know, his feet, get healthy, come back one more time and, you know, give us a good push for the the second half when we're going to need all hands on deck to maintain this promotion form. Um, but yeah, really sad. Just again, another injury, as we've said, uh just every game. Yeah. Somebody's going down. Yeah, just keep
0: polling them up. Uh 19th minute, Calamond. He has a header from the center of the box. It's blocked. I mean, and honestly, we didn't really have anything until the 27th minute. So that just tells you that Cardiff came out on the f- on the front foot. And we were just kind of almost just like trying to just see this one out as like I think. Kind of thought we were going to do. And then 27th minute, Egan has a right footed shot outside of the box, but misses wide to the left. So it's not even a shot on target, but it's the first shot from a Blades perspective fired in anger. And it took until the 27th minute. And, and, you know, you got to think it's probably due to lack of cohesion with this, whatever we had, the attacking players we had in this game. You had like, we already talked about Sharp was in for McBurney. Our blaster was in for Tommy Doyle. So there was no really cohesion. I yeah. think, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had good cohesion where we could just rotate a couple of players and it would almost fit like hand and glove and we would just be able to, you know, carry on about our business. So I, cre- like, I almost chalked this up to us not being
1: in any sort of, you know, cohesion yeah yeah i mean teamwork cohesion that that all plays into to football and you could tell just the the lack of familiarity between some of the players uh i think it was it may have been right before this or shortly after um there was an interesting pass i think it was from basham uh or r blaster up to one of our strikers um through the midfield and you're just the the whoever it was wasn't on the same page, and so they turned over one shoulder, and the pass was going out to the other shoulder. If they had kind of maintained their run, and that's one of those things, you're like, okay, if we're like peak form, players have been like you know three or four games in a row playing with each other, that's the kind of pass that we are used to seeing meet, and you know then create some sort of chance from that in the box. But we were missing those types of linkups in the first half today. Um, and you know, it definitely isn't the lack of quality from the players. It was a lack of, like you said, the, the cohesion, the teamwork, the familiarity, the understanding of how someone's going to make this run or that run. Uh, and that's something that hopefully once we get folks back healthy after the, the break, you know get some training time together it might take us a few games i'm I'm thinking by january if we can get a settled side in those last couple games of december by january we're hitting the ground running and you know i would hope that we don't lose very many games after that in this season but um yeah and this john egan shot also by the way like it didn't rise at all it stayed level and if he puts this thing you know seven feet to the right it's like that's a wicked shot right there piss missile but uh, unfortunately just it was never on target uh but i'm proud of john for like taking that kind of thing that that effort like and it didn't just sky up to rose ed it stayed level it stayed like you know it could have went in the goal so pre- props to, to john egan there who's trying something different and almost almost pulled it off he's trying his feet instead of uh using his head in
0: in maybe you know, it works out. It, maybe it works better for him, but uh, yeah. know, hope- hopefully one goes in. Maybe he takes one from the halfway line and it goes in. <laughs> <laughs> square foot John Egan is not a thing, but square head John Egan. <laughs> yes, right. Um 28th minute. Mark Harris has a shot. It is wide and high and wide on the right side. And it was almost like like we had the fir- our first shot in anger was the 27th minute. 30th minute, Ryan Wintle has a a, a shot, in the, but he misses right. Callum Robinson, again, has another shot that's assisted by Callum O'Dowda. So it's just like they just kept pouring it on. And then, oh, man, we I, we had so much trouble with his name. Nkunku? Inco, <laughs> and Has a, left, <laughs> a left-footed shot from outside the box and misses over the left corner. So right there in the span of, what, seven minutes, they had – what four shots on it albeit none of them were even relatively close or on target but you know it's it was a worrying thing in that first half because we were we were almost playing a defense that was just like bend but don't break kind of defense where we were letting them have the ball and we weren't seeing much of the possession and then they would you know have efforts on goal, but we would always come away like
1: unscathed. Yep. Yeah. Th- this was this was kind of where you felt the tide turning. Like United was in this match for a little bit in the first half. Again, not a lot of chances created, but we at least were having possession and were you know maintaining uh, presence in the attacking third. This this little spell here was like we were on the back foot and it looked like Cardiff was was going to score. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: agreed. And if you look at the I just pulled up the stats. At the end of the game, it ended up being a 50-50 game and they only really honestly had two shots on target and we had five. So, I mean, as we're going to allude to in the second half, we're going to come out basically guns blazing and, you know, we're going to get we're going to get the winner. So I mean it was just a, I think it was just a little bit of us trying to stem the pressure and then like you said you felt the tide turn later in the set, first half and then it was kind of basically us from there on. Um, back to the back to the match 45th minute that man again Callum Robinson has a right footed
1: shot in the center of the box is blocked. And and I, said, I think was that was that the the chance that uh, was created from Basham's bad back pass. I think. Yeah. I yeah, it, I don't understand what was going on there.
0: <laughs> he just kind of left it short and was like, "Oh no, we're in trouble." And then, thank God, nothing came came of it because when it, when it actually happened, I thought, "Well, for sure, we're going to go
1: down a goal here," but got let off yeah yeah like Basham obviously you know for those who've seen the game or the the replay plays a pass back and it is so shallow of a pass back it's not actually at Wes it's like in front of him as if he was expected to like run onto it or something but Wes was like You know, flat footed, caught unaware. And you can see him as the camera pans to follow the ball. Wes is like scrambling, not going to win this foot race uh, against the Cardiff City player who takes it wide. But I guess his touch was just a little too heavy or ball caught caught under his feet or something because he just didn't end up having a shot. Yeah. Um, and he finally collected himself after Basham and Egan from like the other side of the box has run over there and Egan slides in and gets a block ball falls to Callum Robinson on the edge. And who is it? Oh, by the way, Egan again, getting the second block um, that man, like, you know, for for all the you know flack we've given him this season about not quite being like up to the standard that he's been the last few seasons, that specific like episode. Of John Egan today was awesome. Uh, you know, two blocks to save us from what should have been a goal for Cardiff City um, from a bad, bad mistake on Basham's part kept us in that. You know, and right before halftime, so plenty to talk about going into the half. But uh, yeah, good, good for Egan. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, he. I feel like he saved our lives. What a handful of times. I mean, this year we're last-ditch defending, and he's had to get back. I mean, as much as everybody slags him off for not being able to score at the other end, the dude puts in a shift at his daily job position. defensive. Defensively, he still is, for me, probably one of the best. I mean, Ahmed Hadzic rivals him, but, I mean, he's probably one of the best in our, in our team at the defensive position. But, mm. yeah, Cardiff had another chance from that man again at 40 – at the death at halftime and ref blows the whistle. It's nil nil. What were your thoughts at halftime? Robert, did you see this continuing as a z- nil nil game? We're
1: not going to get anything or, or did you yeah. think we
0: were going to go and get something?
1: Yeah. Halftime for me um, on the watch along. I mean, we, we were talking about it. I think I was all like, you know, if anybody's scoring it's card, if we've got to come up with something different, do you make a halftime sub? Do you make a sub on, you know, 10, 15 minutes in? Um, We even like, we're talking about, okay, how many subs do we even want to make from the the limited bench? Where I think we had two goalkeepers on our bench or something crazy. Like, so it it was one of those, like, okay, do we need to even worry about the whole, you only have three opportunities to make a sub because who else would we bring in other than three players? Um, Yeah. And we already made one substitution. So I think it probably like should have been obvious that we'd make a halftime change, um, which we did with McAtee uh, on for our blaster. But uh, it was definitely that was the discussion uh, with the chat on the watch along was how do you change this? How do you go forward? Because at that point, we didn't look like the winning team. And in fact, we probably could have been the losing team.
0: Yeah, no, I I would agree with you. We we were kind of like what do we do to change, but we only have two more subs because we're not going to use the backup because go- we put two goalkeepers on the bench. But right. I don't know. I don't know what heck he said, but he uh, definitely fired the boys up. And at halftime, coming out of the dressing room, we do make a, a sub. McAtee comes out for our blaster. And honestly, McAtee looked pretty good in this game. I'm not going to lie.
1: When he came on at halftime, he looked really, really good. Absolutely. He he. Definitely his best forty-five minutes of the season. Um, I'd say his best game, but you know, when you only play half a game, like can you can you yeah. say that it, you know it's your best match? But uh, yeah, easily up there. Uh, great McAtee performance, and it started early, like yeah. right I, away.
0: Yeah, and uh, as we get into the, the second half, right on the front foot, three minutes in, we got Egan with a header off of a, a Norwood cross, but it's blocked. But I mean there's something different that, I mean, we had gone, what our first shot was 27 minutes
1: and now we're in the 48th minute. So what, almost 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, And before that, there was that, that little like opportunity, uh, kind of leading into this where uh, McAtee had, was making this awesome run and decided to lay a pass off to Billy Sharp. Uh, when we had like, I think it was a three on two, uh, and probably could have taken the shot. Yeah, probably would have been saved, selfish. but you know, he was, he was being that selfless like yeah. midfielder, like, Oh yeah, here's the assist Billy go get it. Uh, And unfortunately, you know, it gets, you know, tipped and the goalkeeper cleans it up pretty easily. Um, But yeah, it, instantly like McAtee's creating, you know, us giving us chances, you know, Norwood with a cross for Egan. Um, I mean, it started out much, much better this half. Yeah,
0: for sure. 49th minute McAtee, from a corner, Mcatee crosses the ball in, and Kieran Clark gets ahead in the center of the box, but misses just left. And then we're going to go again. 50th minute, <laughs> Mcatee has a left shot, left footed shot from outside the box, and saved from the, the in the left corner, and that's off of Basham getting the ball. So I mean, whatever whatever Pecky said in the in the halftime talk. It definitely worked. You go to the 51st minute, Kieran Clark with an effort off, off of uh, Ali Norwood corner. I mean, mm-hmm. unbelievable. You know, you, we're we're, we're t- almost 10 minutes in this, in the second half, and it's like a completely different team. And, you know, Kieran Clark, hopefully he's going to get a goal for us sometime, If especially if he has to, you know, play in this almost filler role, I guess, because Jackie yeah. Long throws out if he doesn't come back. I like what I see from Kieran Clark, the guy that mm-hmm. was only supposed to be out
1: a week, but was out, what, three <laughs> or four months? Yeah. No, it, Clark definitely is a solid defender. Um, he's got all of the traits, the height, the strength um, that you would want from someone who should be able to score from set ple- set pieces. Um, so I, I liken him to Amin Hadzic in that regard, where he could maybe make something happen off a set piece. Um, where I think his game is lacking is in that, like, kind of overlapping role yeah. Even though it might be sometimes an underlap or just like he's pressing further forward up the field, but I think he's a little bit more reserved when it comes to that. And honestly, I'm okay because once Ahmed Hadzic is back on the field, he is going to make those runs forward. He's going to get in the box. He's going to make mess of defenders and you know midfielders who are trying to you know mark him when mm-hmm. he's now nowhere where he should be. I would like to have Kieran Clark and John Egan and honestly Norwood just sitting deep. You know, pinging passes around, playing around the back, like that's what should happen with him moving forward. I'm okay with him not having that side of the the game, but uh, it was good, definitely a good uh, kind of cameo today, coming on as early as he did, and you know, putting in some some solid minutes for us.
0: Yeah, that's one point you alluded to. Yeah, the the overlapping or, or underlapping. Yeah, that that's real lax in his game, and it's weird not to see anybody come into that role. And not be able to do that. So if he's just a out oh, now defender, I'm okay with that. I like what I've seen from him. Hopefully, he keeps continuing on. Yeah. Fifty fifth minute. El Capitan has a right footed shot from outside the box is saved to the top center of the goal. So even El Capitan getting in on the action, and then it go kind of goes dull for a little bit until and then, and then. Sixty-fourth minute, you know his name, George Baldock has a what I called a weird angle shot effort that goes into the back of the net to make it one nil for the Blades. But it's more of the lead up to this goal that is like, what the
1: hell is he doing? Yeah, it was it was an interesting scenario where a ball. Gets passed out. Uh, I can't remember who passes it to Baldock initially, but he's wide open spaces, like nobody near him. He sees McAtee making a run. It's like, cool, I'll pass it to him. And he just kind of, you know, he's trudging along, like doing his yep. thing. George isn't really like running on to like, you know, do a little quick one, two or anything like he normally does. He's hanging back and McAtee just, you know, controls the ball, keeps holding it. He's like right on the edge of the box near the, t- uh, the end line and just, Keeps holding it, keeps holding it. Eventually, Baldock starts making that run. Mcatee, as he's about to do that little back heel pass to Baldock, actually loses the ball. But the you know left back from Cardiff City, none the wiser, just kind of gets the ball and then looks around like he didn't know that Baldock was right behind him making that run. Like why else would Mcatee try to back pass it with his heel? Like that guy should have been more aware, but he wasn't. Baldock easily takes it off of him has one defender and the goalie to beat. And somehow from like the tightest of angles, I mean, you you said it well, like there, how does he get this thing in? Yeah. Beats both the defender and the keeper slots it right inside the, the near post and blades are up one nil. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. It was
0: just the weirdest of all goals by Baldock. It was like, he kinda of almost made something out of absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it was it was kinda of like I said leading up to the goal. It was kinda of in the middle of like there was like a dull like almost like a dull period for a few minutes. And we make something out of nothing and it's one nil blade. So, you know, I I'll take it. You know, I I'm not there's nothing wrong with that. I mean it's a scrappy goal, and it came in what turned out to be a scrappy game. You know, we've yeah. talked so many times about these games needing, you know, we need to grind them out, or we're going to have to scrap for points or scrap for a draw or all three points. This is one of those games, uh, again, In you know, we've said it time and time again, the Blades end up coming out on top, and that's just, I don't know if it boils down to the better players we have or, you know, I I just I can't I can't see what it boils down to because there's like we're not I, at some points I feel like we're far better team than these teams in the league. But like on the run of form we've been on now, it doesn't feel like that. So yeah. I don't well, know I mean, what it, we chalk this up to.
1: Right. And we are like, you know, four wins out of five. So we, we are on a it's pretty true. good run of form right now. It's, it's just that Rotherham result like just really weighing heavy in our minds. Um, and the the bad stretch of like no wins in six or seven before that. So uh, it's it's definitely like united can win any game they play. And that's Mm -hmm. what we've seen so far this season. There's only been one or two where we've really looked out of it. Like we had no chance of winning. And even in those games, some of them we've won or gotten a draw. And then, you know, the rest just seemed to somehow we, we managed to get by. So this is one of those games, but it, it almost had that blueprint of games from last season in the second half. Once Hecky got the team rolling, there were a lot of games where we had awful first halves. There was a lot of games where we would go into halftime not knowing if oh, is this where we break? Is this where we, you know, start losing games again? And if we didn't, we'd come out of the second half, we'd get goals early, we'd, you know, be on the front foot and have like, you know, 80% possession in the second halves of those games. And that's more what we saw today. So we know this team has it in them to beat any team. And we know this team has it in them that when they're losing at the first or or performing poorly going into halftime that heck he can turn them around with whatever miracle of team talk he chooses to use um, the right substitutions, whatever. We know that it's there. It's just getting it consistently. And part of that's, you know, having healthy players, part of that's, you know, getting everybody rested now that we we're done with this stretch of like, you know, three games every two weeks kind of form. So excited looking forward, but definitely like this goal felt scrappy. It felt like, you know, when you look at the game as a whole, it kind of was we we decided to take control. Baldock decided to take control, yeah. win the ball off of someone, decided, nope, I'm shooting this thing. I'm not crossing to anybody. This is going in the goal and like making it happen. And that's just what, you know, United has had to do this season in some games and what hopefully they can keep doing for the rest of the year. Yeah. And you know,
0: after the goal, not really much happened. Cardiff made a couple of substitutions and then 74th minute. El Dan has a right footed shot from the right side of the box saved in the center of the goal. This was you were alluding to it before we recorded. This is the goal or or the shot that probably
1: could have been a goal from Billy if, you know, it, it goes the other side of the keeper. Yeah, yeah, this this was a really good looking shot. Um Billy Sharp obviously like you know has not scored yet this season. We want that goal from Billy and we want that goal for Billy, but uh th- these were some of his best chances in this second half that he's had all year. Um and it's come with, you know, a makeshift kind of side. Uh but really what he's needed is to just get a few more attacking players around him with the team on the front foot where he can just plant his backside in the box or near it and just be a nuisance, that's that's where he's at his best. And this second half, he was able to do that. First half, not so much, and you hardly heard from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh,
0: I agree with you on that. I like to see where we can get Billy more involved in the game. And I don't think when we put him out there this year, we've tried to get him involved in the game. His game plan was just, you know, hold up the ball and – There's going to probably be zero chances that's going to come your way, and that's all you're going to have to do. I like when Bill – I call him Bill like I know him personally. (laughs) Billy, you know, in my opinion, is the best is when he's getting shots on target and making the goalkeeper make the saves. He hits it so hard that he gets the rebound and can slot it home, and I just haven't seen that from him this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he is is getting up there in age, so – I think uh, it, it's one of those where heck, he's kind of almost trying to phase him out of the team. Which I mean, all good players and all club heroes, their you know their day comes where it's it it just the games past them, and you know maybe we can see the skipper in the second half of the season get a couple of goals and maybe the FA Cup, you know, early rounds and and whatnot, and and get a few more goals on his uh on his score. I call it a scorecard, or or in in his, (laughs) you know, like he's playing golf, but you know, get tally up with the more goals
1: to get, like you know, give him something almost right off in the sunset. Yeah, yeah. Don't focus on the golf yet, Billy. Yeah, you know. And and honestly, I could see him. You know, I would I would hate to see it for like him and Basham. I'd love if the two of them ended their careers with United. But honestly, they both probably have some like League One game time left in their boots we've like we've seen from didsy at uh Derby this season um you know really turning back the clock it seems but i just don't i don't know like you know in that example could didsy have done that on our team in the championship probably not but down there in league one yeah he's still got you know a season or two left and he can make you know some good contributions to a team so maybe billy and chris you know are the two players i'm thinking of now that could do that that can move down a league and make contributions especially if we move up to the premier league um at the same time maybe we transition them to the coaching staff backroom youth academy who knows like you know there's always room uh i think for for hiring club legends yeah no i i would be in agreement with
0: you uh let's back to the game to finish this one up 80th minute we got a we had back-to-back shots McAtee gets the ball to Osborne who has a left footed shot on the left side of the box and save right in the middle of the goal. And then in die in the same, same minute has a right footed shot from the center of the box, but misses right. F- and that was on a counter. So, I mean, yeah, we, we and had it, a th- bunch of
1: spell. We had a good spell right there. Yeah. This, this one was I mean, like the chance, like enjoy should have put this one away. This should have been two nil. Uh, to the blades, but uh, just, it doesn't quite land right to him. He can't hit it cleanly um, and it goes off to the right. But um, this was a really, really good counterattack. Obviously, you know, McAtee who we've said has had a great second half in this match involved Osborne who we think plays better in the midfield involved and Njai, obviously our best player of the season involved. Like this is the midfield trio, you know, with all the attacking prowess that we, needed and it just didn't end up with the goal um but yeah it if it lands in jai a little bit cleaner if he can take a better better swipe at it um this was his goal yeah and that was one thing
0: leading up to the to the, this match as well is we didn't know what Indai was going to do mm-hmm. was he just going to coast through this game and be like hey peace i'm off to the world cup i don't want to get hurt or was he going to put in a, a a decent effort and to me I, I'd say he put in a decent effort I mean absolutely I mean he didn't get the goal he he probably should have had a goal but it was just one of those I mean he it was a decent game for him I mean you can't ask anything else besides you know getting a goal out of him so it's good he didn't get hurt he can go play off playing in Senegal's games in the World Cup and maybe raise his price tag up to 200 300 million.
1: <laughs> yeah I hope I mean the, the the selfish part of me is like don't play well. Nobody wants him. And then we keep him and like he's our own little hidden treasure. But I know that like if we somehow don't get promoted this season, uh saying that like it's a surety, it's not like nothing's certain in this league. Uh but if we don't get promoted this season, and Jai's leaving, like we can't afford to like keep him here, or we can't afford not to let him go and you know, get that money. If we get promoted, I think that's how we can hold on to him. Kind of like we were thinking with Gibbs white last season. Oh, if we get promoted, maybe we can afford to buy him from wolves or loan him one more year or whatever. Um, so yeah. Injai like definitely had a a good game. We weren't certain what we were going to see from him. And then obviously he did get subbed off late in the match, um, in the 88th minute for Kadra to make a, another brief cameo (laughs) for him cameo. But Finishing up here, 84th
0: minute, Cardiff has an opportunity. Kipre, a header from the center of the box, misses to the left. And then 85th minute, mama, there goes that man again. Callum Robinson with a right-footed shot from the, from outside the box is saved by Wesley. And then 88th minute, Ojo, header from the center of the box, is saved by Wesley. And then, as you mentioned, and die off for Kadra who had a he got a solid what 6 minutes of this game <laughs> yeah, as we not, go
1: into not much uh,
0: what 5 minutes of added time and it ends Blades 1 Cardiff City nil Blades 3 points and at that point Burnley and Blackburn had not played so we were top of the league yeah. as everyone probably knows listening to it now Burnley top 21 games played, 41 points. Blades, second, 21 played, 38 points. Blackburn, third, 21 p- played, 36 points. So top two as we go into the international break for three weeks. Get everybody healthy. Come out like gangbusters against Huddersfield in that first game back and go and get 500 points and walk the rest
1: of the league. Amen. And I won't have to be so stressed when I watch United. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was getting a little too comfortable at the beginning. Let's be honest. We needed yeah. that that humbling stretch of we can't win a game. Um, yeah. And, you know, every every so often you got to lose to a Rotherham after you beat a Burnley. I yep. mean, it's just what this league is this year. Um, yep. But, no, it it was nice to see us back at the top, even if we knew it was only for a, one night, um, because regardless of the result, Uh, Burnley and uh, Blackburn one of them was going to jump us so uh, obviously I think I I would have preferred probably back Blackburn or to win or at least a draw because then we could have you know been a little bit closer to going top but in the end it builds a bit more of a gap between us and third place Um, you know a lot of folks not thinking Blackburn will stay third for the rest of the season, they'll probably drop down at some point because they haven't played anybody good, I guess, Um, as we saw them finally playing against Burnley and not playing well. Um, So yeah, there's definitely some room between us and Watford and Norwich who are kind of in that playoff hunt. So I would be surprised if by the end of the season, we're not at a minimum in the playoffs. Uh, But I think we are one of the three or four teams that should be contending for an automatic promotion spot it'll be tough to to pit burnley to that you know number one spot just because i think they have a higher quality team and their tactics seem to be gelling a bit more other than against us um but unfortunately that's only two games in the season there's still you know 40 some odd other games that you got to (laughs) play that we can't really affect so but yeah i mean
0: now as you alluded to i mean if we, can, if we can come out of the, the international break and, you know, come out almost like gangbusters and, and pile a bunch of, of points together. I mean, we play, what, four from the 10th of December to I think the first or second when, you know, after the new year. So if you can get a bunch of points then, you look to see that gap opening between us and like the teams outside the playoffs and even some of the teams in the playoffs, like fifth, sixth, in and around there. Yeah. The gap widening. And I mean, I almost like our chances if we, you know, hold it together, we could probably snack the snatch this like automatic promotion. And if Burnley slips up, we might go up top. But yeah, I don't know. There's there's so much left to go in this season and you know you, you you really can't no one can predict what happens in the most unpredictable league in all of Europe I mean we could say we're we're gonna go up automatically we could come 15th by the end of the season <laughs> you, you never know the wheels could just yeah. keep completely come completely off the off the wagon and we just we're dragging, the horse is just dragging the cart. So
1: yeah, now we do have the the January transfer window to contend with. We do have all of our current injuries who we're assuming we're going to get a lot of folks back um, by the end of December. But, you know, maybe one of those two turns into a long-term injury and we're not seeing them until February or March. So uh, there's definitely a lot of what ifs, a lot of unknowns, but as of now, it's, you know, sitting in this big international world cup break, sitting second. I'm happy. This is where I I would have been delighted with this before the season started. And honestly, throughout the course of the season, I'm still delighted with this.
0: Yeah. I mean, I am too. Uh, who's your man of the match for the blades
1: win against Cardiff city. Well, it may not be the most kosher thing to, to give a man of the match to someone who came on in the second half, technically as, as a sub. Yes, it was right at halftime, but McAtee for me, affected this game in such a huge way that sorry we're, for folks at home we're laughing i this is the third take and i said kadra every single time uh i feel like the standard of this pod has has reached a low point for me personally but anyways it's Mcatee, 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 Mcatee. uh no he he had a great second half he was involved in creating the goal yes it wasn't an assist um and baldock really did a great job with that but for me his presence on the field in the second half changed the match for us. McAtee, man of the match for me. Yeah. And if I had to
0: pick a man of the match, I'm probably going to go with, I'd go with Norwood because I just liked his play and he's, he put a lot of good crosses in and he's just been our midfield maestro this year. I mean, hasn't really missed a beat. He hasn't had too many games where we've been like, oh, Norwood sucks again. He's been been on it and he was, in my opinion, he was he was the best player you know, aside from Baldock creating a goal out of absolutely nothing, uh, he he stood out to me. And he, so he
1: goes down as my man of the match. Yeah, I I think Norwood's always a great shout, and honestly, I can't even remember the last time that Norwood's done one of his classic like really bad fouls, get a yellow card some somewhere in the second half. Like he hasn't done one of those in a while. Um, his his tackles have even like improved to the point where he's not fouling folks left yep. and right. So that's a sign that Ollie Norwood has really stepped it up this season again for us. Oh, 100%. Well, I think that is about all the time
0: we have for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. If you haven't done so, and I don't know why you haven't, give us a follow on, on Twitter and Facebook on Twitter at, at Red Sheffield. And on Facebook at the red half of Sheffield and Robert where can the
1: lovely listeners follow you on social media yeah uh at captain cosa c a p t n c o s a um usually chat and blades other sports uh here in the good old u.s of a um things are kind of calming down right now it's kind of my off season so it'll be a lot of world cup uh u.s uh men's national team tweets so get ready for that if you come and follow me i will be watching i will be tweeting it may not come home uh but it's definitely gonna be uh you know i believe that we we will win
0: (laughs) oh shots fired shots fired uh well we shall see that gets in <laughs> from a day of recording now it's what in a week in two days yep so oh man it's hey, gonna be a tense one but yeah uh if you guys want to follow me on twitter and instagram at c jarvis underscore 13 so uh me and Noah will be back recording i believe this weekend we're gonna do it we're gonna do a little something different little uh if you listen to When Saturday Comes podcast a couple of months ago, we did. Um, we're going to do a little Blades season review. I almost said season preview. And <laughs> we there is a special flick that we are going to break down. And I'm sure make everyone that is listening to this absolutely laugh so hard. They piss themselves. So until that episode airs, up the Blades, Robert. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards.